that we have today because some of us get to sleep in tomorrow, day off, yeah? Let's, uh, let's leave it all at his feet. You guys ready? All right.
So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me and lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me and lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. you get shy on me and lift up your song you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the Lord so come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me and lift up your song Take me back to the moment I heard your voice. 
I want you to do something today. Just put your hand in your heart. I want you to start praying about what you need healing for, what you need revival for. Depression. Here's where the dead things come back to living. Anxiety. Here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating. Cancer. Here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating again. Loneliness. Here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating again. Here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating again. It feels so good to know you are my friend. Jesus, I just thank you that you're our friend, that you're not afraid to be where you need to be in our lives, Lord, that you can just come in and instant and things will change. Lord, we ask that, that you would just bring revival in this place, that you would light our hearts up again. We pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. I'm AJ. And I'm Sarah, and that was some awesome worship. Thank you, worship team. That was beautiful. Woo! Yeah. Give him a shout. Woo! Jesus! <laughs> I didn't mean in the microphone, but that's okay. <laughs> a shout regardless. I can't help myself. I know. They're awesome. Um, so we just wanted to say thank you, Online Church, for being online. Uh, thank you for those of you that came out on Memorial Day weekend, which is, you know, an awesome opportunity to get away, take a break. But we just appreciate that you guys are here on a holiday weekend and that you are ready to worship the Lord. That's right. Let's continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. And you can give online at Living Stones or via the link today's Bible app, event, or on Church Center app. Today is Memorial Day, and uh, I wanted to share this verse with you. It's out of uh, John 15, 13. Well, Monday's Memorial Day, so today's church day. So, <laughs> Well, it's uh, John 15, 13. There's no greater love than to lay down one life for one's friends, right? And so I think about this, uh, our fire department, our police department, uh, civil servants, uh, Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Coast Guard, uh, Air Force, include Air Force too. But uh, they all lay down their lives uh, 
for this day, for us to enjoy the freedom, right? The freedom of, to go out there and have a good day, to worship, uh, to to have a barbecue, to hang out with family and friends, right? But then our freedom was paid through Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for us to be free today, to live with free from sin, right? And so we got to remember this. Uh, so that's why we serve and we give is to lay down our lives for one one each other in brothership and friendship uh, because Jesus Christ did the same thing. Uh, so I just want to pray real quick over tithes and offerings and bless the church with the fruits that they, they're, they're giving out. So here we go. Lord, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for laying down and uh, dying for our sins, Lord. Thank you for giving us the ability to go out there and, and give freely our time, our money, our value, Lord. I pray a blessing over each fruit that is given to this church, Lord, to pour out to the community and keep on growing, Lord. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, so if you are online, remember to join us on the Interactive Church Service website um, and check out our Church Center app as well. There's a lot of good information on there. Um, are, do we have any VIP guests? VIP guests. So any VIP new guests people. in the house? If you're new, very important person. Nobody's willing to admit it. Oh, oh yeah. there we go. Okay. So AJ is going to bring you over a gift. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, and we do have more gifts in the back. So if you are new and you want to go back there, fill out a connection card, um, we'd love to give you a gift as well. And I know what's in the bag. And so part of me is like, man, can I just be new just like for this week so I can grab one of those bags? Cause there's a cool gift in there. So, um, good. So happening this week, there is no youth group. Everybody say, oh, oh man. The parents, you guys should be the ones saying, oh, yep, because that means though. that your kids at home with you. Okay. No, that's okay. They're all good. Um, it is graduation week for a lot of our, and finals, obviously, for a lot of our high school students. And so um, we are giving them the week off to focus on school and finish strong. So no youth this week. Um, where are my ladies at? Cool. Two of you guys are here? Awesome. <laughs> Where's the rest of you guys at? Okay, where are my ladies at? Okay, there they are. So this Thursday, we have Sisterhood Ladies Night Out. We are going to be meeting at the Vale Ranch headquarters to have some dinner and um, just get to hang out and be in fellowship with each other. So check out the Church Center app for more information on that. Okay, come on, man. Where are my men at? <laughs> okay, there's that wasn't that cool. Oh. Okay, okay, I guess that, that set it over the top. Thank you. <laughs> so... This Saturday, we have men's breakfast and a work day at Slave Free Project Ranch. Um, Pastor Keith will go ahead and announce more on the app and also a Facebook group, men's Facebook group and the app. So get connected and we'll post more about what's, where we're meeting at and how to get there and what we're doing. But it's a good time. We get to go help out uh, a very important organization uh, you know, maintain what they got going on. So. Yep. Okay, so now where are my parents of teenagers at or youth? We got a couple? Okay. So we have youth camp in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Anybody excited Woo! for that? Yes. Yes. So be sure to connect with Mama Jen, even though she's not here. But when uh, Pastor you, Abel's Jen. here. Pastor and Abel, so we love you. The next best thing, right? Uh -huh. Okay. So um, connect with Pastor Abel or Mama Jen. Um, if you haven't already, there still are a couple spots. So if you're like, dang, I did not sign my, my youth up to go to youth camp, then get them signed up. Get them out of the house. Get them doing good things over the summer um, and being filled up. So if you want to go, make sure that you touch base with the youth leaders. And, um, and if money's you know, an issue, then we can be super creative and gather around you and um, make sure that we get your child there. So 
Yes. Man, do you know that real church happens every Sunday in the kids' church? The Holy Spirit is living there. The kids are being brought up and seeds are being planted right now. So if you want to join, we're looking to expand our kids' team and open up more classrooms like nurseries and toddlers and want some energetic, loving people to join our team. I love serving in the kids' church. It's so it's a blessing. It renews me every week if I get to go in there and serve with the little ones. Uh, it, it, try it out. It's a joy. And if you're not, like, if you're like, man, I don't think I can, like, teach, like, you know, these Bible lessons to the kids, like, you can just go back there and, like, hold babies. Like, how cool is that to just go back there and play with little kids? You don't even have to, you know, say much to them. I know Miss Dorothy's here visiting from out of town, and she used to love going and, um, you know, just getting to hold and love on those babies back there. So there's a spot for everybody. Um, And we love being connected, so make sure that you get involved and be part of a group or a team. And again, the Church Center app is where it's at. If you don't have it, download it on your phone. If you have a flip phone, then we'll help you out in a different way so that you can get connected, okay? Okay. Um, With that being said, we are going to turn it over to our amazing Pastor Justin to bring us the word this morning. Love you guys. You guys are amazing. Love you, love you. Awesome. Oh, man, that must have been set for Pastor Keith. I don't know. He's not here today, so I can tease him, right? Is he here? Where's he at? Oh, he's here. Oh, man. Did, how, how was fighting the sharks and, and the lasers and all that stuff? It was good. It was rough. They didn't know it was coming. That's what it was. Pastor Keith is like our own, like, uh, uh, resident, like, superhero. So he's awesome. He just takes care of things, makes things happen. And so he was out helping the, uh, helping the CERT team and, and supporting them and loving on them and, and making sure they had everything they needed. So awesome. How's everybody doing this morning? Are you excited? What if I told you I'm really hopeful we get to go back in the building soon? Come on. No, some people like, like it outside. You like it outside? Uh, we'll, we'll do it outside. Not all the time. How's that sound? We'll do it sometimes, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm really prayerful. Pray with me uh, that this whole thing on the 15th goes through and that we'll get to go back inside soon. I know the kids would appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're hoping to open up the nursery. And who's got little tiny people who's hoping the nursery and the, the toddlers get to go and, and do church. So I'm excited for that. So, yes, please, if we have some extra people to volunteer and to be a part of that team, it would be amazing. All right, where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house. What do we got today? That was a nice one. I like that one. What's that one? A women's study Bible. That's a good one. Who else has got a cool Bible out there? That one's got sunflowers on it. That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. All right, where are my electronic Bible people at? We got a few of those people out there. Yeah, we got good ones. How, all right, show me how many Apple Bibles we got out there. Some Apple Bibles. Good. Something is anointing that phone. And then for the rest of you that have like a real phone, like a Samsung, there you are. There's the good people. You know, we'll just keep praying for those people next to you. It's okay. It's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. I get teased so much because most of our leadership team has Apple phones, and I I love my Samsung. But let's talk to some people online. We got Carrie Bush in the house. We got Suzanne Gates, uh, Jen Huff, Lynette Lawson, Kara Hyde, Monica Harper, my mother-in-law, Sonny Hassler. Uh, Carrie Bush, uh, let's see, Carolyn McKinney, got so many cool people online, and uh, and I didn't see one name that we love so much, and that's Dorothy Faragonin, because she's here in person, so awesome, I love when our extended family come to visit and be a part, so it's good to have you, Dorothy, we love you, and it's good to have all of you guys online, too, I'm glad that you're here, I'm glad you're watching, I'm glad you're in the comfort of your own home, or driving somewhere, my beautiful bride is likely watching online also, because my son, finally, after all this COVID stuff, he finally gets to play hockey again. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Just in time as the Oilers are not playing hockey anymore because they got beat this week. So they're out and they're all done. But I was I was grateful to, to see that the Penguins were out also. I don't see them here today, so he's probably still in mourning. That's all right. I, I, I have to preach, so I have to be here. So it's all good. I, I'm mourning also the, the loss of my, my Edmonton Oilers for this season. But it's a beautiful thing. All right, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. And while you're turning there, I have to ask, it's, it's 2021, and we take a moment to, to remember the people who died for this country. Memorial Day, I know I've got a lot of veterans in the house. How, how, how many veterans we have in the house? So good. And us as veterans, we know that Memorial Day is not about us. Memorial Day is about our brothers and sisters who paid the ultimate price so that we could be free. And so I'm grateful. And I just want to take a moment and just... Just be in silence for just a moment while we, while we just give thanks to our God for the people who made this country free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know I've got brothers who didn't come back from Iraq and Afghanistan while, while I was in the Marine Corps. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I would have paid the price too. Just like any of these other veterans out here, they would have gladly paid the price for the freedom that we get to enjoy every single week. And in 2021, it, i got to be honest with you, I, I, I keep thinking it's still 2020. Do you ever feel that? Like you're just like, did 2020 even happen? You know, I remember everybody had 2020 visions and all those things. And I'm like, did 2020 even happen? It's really 2021? Like it's crazy. But how many of you are running on empty right now in 2021? You're just out of gas. Like, just running on fumes. We got anybody out there that's willing to admit it? Running on empty. And, and this morning's message is all about that. Go ahead and tell the person to your neighbor, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. This, tell them, this message is for you. It's amazing. The wife's got a lot louder on that one. It's a, I don't know how that happened, but amazing. But, yeah, you know, today's message is titled Empty. Empty. Wow, such an uplifting message this morning, right? Let's just talk about being empty for a minute. And I'm excited because God is going to move this morning. Let's pray for a moment and invite the Holy Spirit into this craziness that we're about to embark in. Holy Spirit, we just thank you so much that we can have church in the parking lot. Father, that we can be out here loving on each other, loving on people. God, I thank you for all the people who are watching online through Facebook and YouTube and all those different mediums. God, I just thank you, Lord, that that we have, we're able to reach people all over the world, in Estonia and Mexico and all over. God, we just thank you for each and every person that you're praying over right now, that you're interceding for, that maybe are running on empty this morning. And so, God, we just give you the glory. Lord, speak to us through your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Who's in Second Kings chapter 4? If you're not, you can follow along in the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app. Go on, click on the bottom more button, uh, click on events, and you can find Livingstone's Church in there. If you don't like Livingstone's Church, there's a lot of great churches in there, too, that you can go and find somebody else and find a great church you can go to. I, I get teased all the time. They're like, why do you tell people they can go to other churches? Because the body of Christ is bigger than Livingstone's Church, amen? Right? So I don't, if you don't like me, that's awesome. There's a great person, somebody else that you're going to like, and it's going to be great, and God has a purpose for you and a reason for you, for your house and for your family. Amen? It's so good. It's a beautiful thing. So anyway, all right. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1 says, One day the widow 
of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Verse 2, What can I do to help you, Elisha said. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. Somebody say nothing. Nothing, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars. Somebody say empty. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Verse 4, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jar, setting each one aside when it is filled. Verse 5, so she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled them one after another. Verse 6, soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on whatever is left over. Here's the first point for my note takers. Do we have some note takers out there today? Come on, do we have some note takers online? I know Carolyn McKinney, you take notes. You always tell me on there. So good. Here's the first, first, first thing this morning. It says, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. Come on, tell your neighbor, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God is up to something. You know what? You might be running on empty right now, but can I tell you that exactly what you have is exactly what God can use? Mm, Come on, somebody. Let that sink in for just a minute. Exactly what you have. I love how she responded here, right? As we'll read verses 1 and 2 again. One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Come on, doesn't it seem like when things get bad, they just seem to get worse? Right? Not only did she lose her husband, but now she's being threatened by creditors. Has anybody ever had calls from creditors before? Come on, does anybody remember 2008, 2009? I'm pretty sure they had my number on speed dial. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Right? There's just something about that call from a creditor. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, you just stop answering calls, don't you? Right? You just let it go to voicemail, right? And you're going to deal with this thing other, later. It seems like when things get bad, they seem to get worse. I know when, when during that time for me, I'd gotten laid off from my job and, and, and trying to, it's like, I, I can't pay this bill. I want to pay this bill, but I can't pay this. You remember? Right? They, they never threatened to take my wife or kids, but maybe that would have been, I don't, you know, some of you are like, hey, that would have been an option. Like, I'd have been down with that, you know? Like, no, nobody? Okay, well, you pray for your pastor, okay? You know, I, I need prayer sometimes. But as I think about that, man, it just seems like things, sometimes you just feel like you're down to nothing. But some, somebody say God is up to something. God is up to something. Verse 2, what can I do to help you, Elijah asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? And I love her response. Nothing at all. Well, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. You know what? I think God's saying to all of us, look no further. Look no further. Exactly what you got is exactly what you need. Are you with me? Exactly what you have right now in your house is exactly what you need. If you're running on empty, if you're just like me, and you're running on fumes, wondering, am I going to get through this? Is this going to work out? If you're running on nothing, if you're running on empty, 
And you're like, well, all I got is just a little bit. I got my time. I got my prayer life. Right? I got my kids. I got my health. You know, I'm, but I'm running on nothing. And God says, it's just enough. It's just enough. It's exactly what I need to do a miracle. Come on, somebody. Come on. The nothing you have right now is exactly what God needs to do a miracle. You know, this one time I was driving, and uh, this was during a time where Chelsea and I, we didn't have very much money, and, and things were a little tight sometimes. And, and uh, I, I don't know about you, I think the, the gas stations figured this out, that I would do this, because there was times where I'd have to float money, right? So I'd know I'd get down to like $1 in my account. And I knew if I just go charge the whole thing, I'd get a whole tank of gas, and run it off of that $1 because it would just check to see if I had a dollar in there and see if I had money in my account. And I remember going, I'd, I'd, I'd sit there with $1 and I'd go, okay, I'll fill up the whole tank, right? That would be about a, like $1,000 now for a whole tank of gas. Is that about right? And I'd fill up the whole tank and then I'd, I'd get paid a few days later and I'd cover what, what, I'd, what I'd just filled the tank with. Well, this one time I went to the gas station with this thought in mind. I'm like, I'm going to go do this. And, and unbeknownst to me, something else had already gone through. So there went that dollar. And I'm sitting at the gas station with my, with my tank on empty. And I put my card in and it says declined. And I was like, oh, declined. And I just started praying. My wife's sitting in the car. And I started praying. I'm like, Lord, you got to make a way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be stuck at this gas station. And I remember getting in the car and she's like, did you fill up? I'm like, no, the card got declined. I couldn't fill up. And as we were praying, as we were leaving, I kid you not, the gas tank went from zero to a quarter tank on my way home. It was amazing. I was just, you know what? You can be running on empty and it can be just the miracle that God needs to do in your life. You could be just going as hard as you can, doing all the right things, being, being a good person, you know, loving on other people and serving other people and then still running on empty, but God can do a miracle right in the middle of it. I never had that happen before and I never had it happen again. But a quarter tank just came in there. I remember this guy called me just as I was driving home on that quarter tank. I'm like, look, honey, there's a quarter tank in the gas. And this guy called me, and he's like, hey. And I was like, were you praying for me? And he's like, no, why? I'm like, because I just got a quarter tank of gas out of thin air. Like, God just put a quarter tank of gas in my, my car. And he said, actually, I was hoping that you would help me with something. I'm going through some stuff with my marriage, and I don't know what to do. Can you, can you come and see me? And it's just amazing how God provides so that you can go and do his work for him. Amen? Oh, it's just such a beautiful and awesome thing. Does anybody need a quarter, quarter tank of gas today? No? That's good. That's because it's too expensive anyways. Verse 3, and Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars. Somebody say empty. That word. Mm. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Here's point number two for my note takers. God fills empty vessels. God fills empty vessels. You know, when you feel like you're running on empty, this is where God likes to show off. You see, when you're running on empty, God can do something that no one else can do. He can fill you back up. You know what the biggest problem, in my opinion, that church and, and people and Christians and Christ followers have? You want to know what the biggest problem I think it is? We don't show up empty. We show up with a whole bunch of other stuff inside. And then we wonder why God can't overflow. 
Why? Because we're holding on to regret. We're holding on to cynicism. We're holding on to fear. We're holding on to all this other junk, and we get to church going, Lord, fill me up, and you're already full of something else. Are you with me? Oh, goodness, this is too heavy, isn't it? It's too heavy. God can use empty vessels because then he can fill it with what he wants to fill it with. You see, even when we come to, when we come to church and we're like, oh, I just need to get filled up. Oh, I need to, God, give me, give me a word. Give me something. But we're so stuck in our mind about how the, when we get out of church, we've got to take care of that thing. We've got to call that creditor back. We've got this other thing going on. And we're so full of worry, so, so bogged down by all these things that we're already full of something else when we come to church. Are you with me? But in the middle of it, if we can pour ourselves out and come to him empty, oh, it's the most beautiful thing you can do. When you come to Jesus empty, he can use you. When you come to him with nothing left, does that encourage anybody this morning? Because I know if you're anything like me, you might be running on empty. You're like, I don't know if I can give another inch, another mile. I can't. I don't have anything left to give. But if you're running on empty, this is where God does a miracle. Amen? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We show up full of our own ideas, full of our own opinions, our worries, fears, our own expectations of how God should do a work in our lives. We show up partially filled with junk, wondering why God won't pour a blessing out on us. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If, somebody say if. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. I love that verse. We talk about it a lot of times when we're talking about tithing. But I think it just reveals the heart of God. It reveals the heart of God. He says, bring me what you got. Bring me your empty vessel. Church, bring him your empty vessel. Bring him what you got. What you got right now. You're running on E, it's okay. Watch God do a miracle in your life today. Watch him, watch him come and fill you up to overflowing. Right? All of a sudden you're going, I'm so full of God's goodness and his grace that I have to pour it into somebody else. I came empty just like you. Oh, show up to church empty. See what God can do, right? Come on. When we invite people to church, sometimes it's funny. They're like, well, I got to get all my ducks in line. I got to get everything in a row, and and then I'll come to church, you know. Like, I got to stop drinking, and I got to stop doing these things. I got to stop looking at stuff on the Internet, you know. But once I get all that down, you know, I think I'll come and serve and be a part of church. Can I tell you something? God doesn't need you to be perfect right now. He needs you to empty yourself out and say, God, I've been trying to fill my void with all kinds of other stuff, and it hasn't fulfilled me. And you know what? If I empty myself out, maybe you can fulfill me. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Is anybody excited about church today? Come on. His promises. I love God's promises. Let me show up empty before the Lord. Watch him pour out a blessing that I can't contain. Are you with me? When, when you all of a sudden start giving up all that junk, I love how God takes somebody that's broken, somebody that's messed up. Come on, raise your hand if that's you because it's just like me. I came to church messed up. 
I came to church less than. I came to church all empty. But you know what? God is filling me up right now in this moment. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Oh, if only I had some excited people in this church. Goodness gracious, I must have sent them all over to the other church next door. Come on, come on. I just believe that God's got so much for you that he's not done with you. He's just getting started. Oh, he's like, if you'll get rid of more junk, I'll fill it with more goodness. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. His promises are true. I'll let you know this. Like, I love that, that verse. And, yes, if, if, you're, if you're struggling financially or if you're not a tither, I, I, I dare you to tithe. I dare you to tithe. Now, listen, am I talking about like, oh, my gosh, the church always asks for money. And, oh, I hate the church. They always ask for money, right? I watch, I watch TBN, and they always ask for money. And can I be honest with you? I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you to trust him. Trust him and see what he can do. Trust him. His word says right here, he says that his word will not return void. But his word says right there in, th- in Malachi 3.10, put me to the test. Try it. I dare you, God says. Because watch what he can do. All of a sudden, a, a quarter tank of gas shows up out of nowhere. Right? And it doesn't matter how small or big that it is. Watch God. Try, test him in it. He says, test me. That doesn't mean, like, make a full commitment right now. Hey, we're going to commit for the next year that you're going to give this much money so we can have a building, right? I'm not asking for you to do that. What I'm asking you to do is say, God, I want to test you in this. I want to see your goodness in my finances. I want to see your goodness in my family and my relationship life. This is an area, if you'll give it to him, watch what he can do in things that you could never do yourself. Oh, if you hear me, if you get this, oh, my goodness, it will change your life. I wish, I wish I was just being sarcastic. I wish I, it was all, I wish it really was just about money and, and those things because then we can write it off and be like, what a jerk. Why would he ask for more money? But I'll be honest with you. We don't need more money. We're fine. Everything's fully funded. The kids are fully funded to go to camp. Everything's funded to take, be taken care of. We're not, we don't need money. But what you need is to have God move in your life in ways that you can't move for yourself. Come on. Come on, it says, it says in his word that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Oh, is anybody experiencing the devourer in some way or another? A lot of times when I sit with people and they, they say, hey, can you pray for me for this or for that or for the other thing? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 let's pray. And then I, and then I ask them, hey, how's your tithing? Like, well, you know, when I can, I try and, you know, I do it. No, you can't afford not to. You can't afford not to. I don't know why. This isn't in my notes. These guys can vouch for me. It's not in my notes to talk about tithing. I don't know why I'm talking about it, but somebody needs to hear this because your breakthrough might be in breaking through that mentality. You are not broken. You are not broke in the name of Jesus. You want to not see brokenness in your life? Watch God move in your tithing. Watch him move. Oh, my gosh, you'll be standing up here freaking out, excited about what God can do. I, I, watch, I watch this one gentleman in our church. Oh, my goodness. I love his story because it's, it's a big, anybody like the big, big stories, the big, exciting ones? Right? I get excited about that. I'm going to tell you a big, exciting one and then a small, exciting one. Are you ready? The big, exciting one, this guy, he, he came to our church, and, and we prayed for him, and he got his wrist healed, and uh, he, he cussed in church. Come on, somebody say you can cuss in church. Right? No, you can't cuss in church. Don't, don't, don't be cussing in church. What's wrong with you guys? You guys are messed up. No, he cussed in church because his, his wrist got healed. He, he, had a, he, had a, he had a wristband on him, and he came to church, and, and, and we asked, hey, does anybody need prayer for anything? And we prayed over him, and, and he's like, holy sh- in the middle of church. Because his wrist got healed, he left that wrist brace at, at church. 
You know what? And then he, he started hearing about the, the word of God and the promises of God. And he's like, I wonder if this tithing thing could work. And he got so excited. He called me. He said, hey, Pastor Justin, guess what? I tithe, I tithe the thousand dollars. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thousand dollars. I don't know if I should give this to the church. Like, I know, I, I know that it's what, that's what the word says, but it's a thousand dollars and I don't know if I should. And he's like, and I gave the thousand dollars and I felt like, wow, I did it. Like, God, I trusted him. And I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. Like, that's just like a proud papa. I'm like, oh, that's so good. God's going to bless you. He's like, you don't even know. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I tithe, and the next day, guess what happened? I said, what? He said, my, my, my stocks went through the roof. I made, I made $100,000 the next day. So I just gave another $10,000. I, I couldn't believe it. Come on, you guys. I know some of you are like, are you serious? Is that even fathomable? I know that's, that, that, that story's so crazy, and I love telling it because God can do what he can do. And I love that that guy was able to give $11,000 within a week. Because he learned the principles of God. But can I tell you, here's, here's the small miracles. Maybe you can, if you can't bite that one, you're like, whoa, dude, I'm not giving $1,000 to the church, and, and no, I don't have stocks, so there's no way for me to get $100,000 back. So maybe you can bite on this one. I had this young girl in our church. She lived with her mom, and she was learning the same principle. And in learning that principle, she had made a whopping $50 at her job that week. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to do that thing that Pastor Justin talked about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this tithing thing. And, and she gave her $5 out of her 50 And so she went on the app, and, and she gave her $5. And, and the next, and, and within minutes, she's like, I couldn't believe this has happened. And she's like, my mom is like the most stingy person I've ever known. And, and here's what happened. I, I gave that tithe like $5. And she came in the room, and she said, hey, can I borrow your car? I'll fill up the gas tank. And she goes, that's like 40 bucks to fill up my gas tank. Like, oh, my gosh, I gave God five bucks and he gave me 40 back. I can't believe it. Right? She's telling me, right, some of you can chew on that, right? You can chew on that a little bit easier than 1,000 and 10,000, right? But that's how good our God is. He sees. He sees when we're running on a little, when we're running on empty. You might not be running on empty financially. You might be running empty on emotionally. You might be running on empty spiritually. You might be running on empty relationally. There's so many different areas you can be running on empty, but God says in his word that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You want that stuff to be rebuked? Come on, somebody. You want your car and those things stop breaking down? Come on, somebody. Let's put that trust in him and going, Lord, you first. I trust you first. I'm going to take you at your word. I will try you. I apologize. I did not intend to preach any of that this morning, so you can take that. You know, you don't have to leave a tip. It's all good. Just some extra stuff this morning. Let's get back into 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 5. So she did. Come on. That's for a lot of us right there. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Verse 6. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar. Come on. Because that's what happens when you start to trust God. You get excited. You're like, wait a minute, we came into this thing empty. Now all of a sudden, we're filling up one thing after another going, oh, my gosh, look what God can do, look what God can do, look what God can do. Hey, guys, bring another one. They're like, wait, there is no, there's no more? Oh, and then the flow stops. Can I tell you something? When we stop coming to God empty, the flow stops. Woo. Oh, let that sink in for a minute. When we stop coming to God empty, 
You know, when we start coming to church, we're already full. Come on, look, to, look at your neighbor and say you're full of it. Yeah, some of you have been waiting to say that to your neighbor for a while. You're full of it. You're full of it, right? And it's not always the goodness of God, is it, that they're full of? I, I feel like I got some wives saying amen right now. If Chelsea's watching online, she's saying amen. You are full of it, right? Come on, somebody. Here's the thing. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons will live on what's left over. God uses our emptiness. This is the third point. Are you ready? Where's my note takers? God uses our emptiness to experience his greatest fulfillment. Oh, we got to chew on that for a minute. God uses our emptiness to experience his greatest fulfillment. It wasn't until things all seemed to go wrong. It wasn't until I was down to nothing, until I could experience God was up to something. Can anybody agree with that? Have you experienced God in that way? It seems like when you had everything that you needed, the less you needed God. Are you with me, anybody? It's just my walk in faith, is that it? Come on, like when you feel like you had it all together, oh, you had the good job, you had the good house, you had the good, you had all those good things, and then all of a sudden it seems like when you lost it all, you showed up in church and said, God, I can't do this without you. Maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe you're 2021, you're running on empty, and you're going, Lord, I have nothing left. All I got is some olive oil in the back cabinet. Me and my sons, we're going to die. It's not going to work out. I'm going to lose them. I'm going to lose everything. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe that's your experience. Or maybe you've experienced it before. But here, when you show up and you've got nothing left, that's when God can do his greatest miracles. You know, you don't even know what you're made of until you, you go through a season like that. When you lose it all and you've got to trust God for every ounce, that's where it all changes. Now your faith's no longer in that 401K. Now your faith's no longer in that job. Now your faith's no longer in those relationships. Come on. Now your faith is in Jesus and Jesus alone. And then you finally come to him and go, I don't know if I have what it takes. And he says, listen, I'll give you everything you need. Just say yes to me. And then when you walk with Jesus, you get to see miracle after miracle Right? All of a sudden, this person who's running on empty is borrowing, is taking from other people to fill up those jugs. Come on, somebody. Fill up that emptiness. Man, it's amazing how somebody so empty can now be filling so many other vessels. Are you with me? I believe that's you. I believe that's you that's watching online today. That God wants to fill you up so that you can pour out into other empty vessels. Church, if we get this concept about empty vessels, if we can come here and pour out on this altar, you know what? I love that this parking lot's an altar. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Because people park here every single week to get ready for school. Teachers and, and, and students and, and parents come into this place. And you know what happens? Transformation happens right here in this parking lot. 
I pray that when people drive onto this campus, that they experience miraculous healing just because they drove onto this campus. Come on. We've, we've been praying over this school for years that when kids come in, depression falls off of them. Come on. All of a sudden, all of a sudden that, that, that suicidal tendency just falls off of them because the presence of God stays and dwells in this place. Amen? Are you with me? I just believe that God's got so much for us. And as we empty ourselves out, as we come back to church one more week going, I'm running on empty again. I don't have anything left. And then you let God pour in, and it's an overflowing so that during the week you can pour it all out again. And then oh, here we are again. Can you tell your neighbor, here we are again. Here we are again, Lord. Fill us up. Fill us up. Fill us up. Is this a word for anybody this morning? Hmm. I know this was a word for me. God counts on my emptiness. God uses our emptiness to experience his greatest fulfillment. Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> I know we talked about this last night, but Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. What if your emptiness was God's plan the whole time? I remember talking with Pastor Keith, and, and uh, he was sharing a story of where he worked at McDonald's. Now, he had made uh, $180,000 a year at a job before that, and he, the only job he could get was a manager's job at McDonald's. I remember him telling me about that, and, and he, he, he said it felt horrible to have to go and work at McDonald's after you'd had the nice house and had the nice things and had all the stuff. Oh, but isn't it worse when your stuff has you? Mm. It's one thing to own stuff, but it's a whole other thing when your stuff owns you. Some of you that have been in debt know what I'm talking about. But I remember what Pastor Keith was telling me about this, and he said, he said, if, I had this moment with God, and God said, well, what if this is the best I ever have for you from now on? Would you be okay with it? And it was all of a sudden this gut check. If the best I ever have for you is a manager at McDonald's, will you be okay with it? You see, what if emptiness was what God intended for you the whole time so that you could experience his fullness? Pastor Keith, would you trade what you had for what you have now? No way, right? Oh, I was sitting on the fantail of my friend's yacht a couple weeks ago, and I told him, bro, I could have this. There's no question. I have the knowledge. I have the ability. I have the business sense. There's no question. I could be sitting on the fantail of a yacht somewhere. But can I tell you something? I would not trade this for that any day of the week. Oh, because I love watching somebody get set free. See, if emptiness is what God needed for me to experience the fulfillment in my life, to see God move, to see him touch people, to see him get out of their chair and get excited about life again, come on, it's worth every minute of it. And I wonder, I wonder if he's saying the same thing to you. Embrace me in my emptiness. Embrace that emptiness. If he said, hey, what if it never got any better? What if this was the best it ever got? Could you still give me praise? Could you still love me? Could you still be excited about life? What if this is the best it ever got? You see, joy is not circumstantial. 
Joy is found in Him. He's the Prince of Peace. And the fruit of having a relationship with Jesus is true joy. Now listen, don't get me wrong. I like having money better than I like not having money. Are you with me? I'm not saying, you know, I hate when people just mess it all up and they're like, money is the root of all evil. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know, I was at Noah's hockey thing yesterday and and, uh, they had a little tip jar. And it said, money is the root of all evil. Cleanse yourself here. They're like, just throw it in the bucket, right? I was like, that's pretty clever. I like that. But money is not the root of all evil. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. You see, when we put all of our trust in money, when we put all of our trust in those things, it's when that's when we lose it. That's when we miss it. God says it's okay for you to have things. He came here to give you life and life more abundantly, to prosper, to have those things. The, the, the prosperity gospel, when I hear about that stuff, oh, yeah, it irritates the crud out of me because prosperity is part of the gospel. Oh, did you hear me? Part of. It's not the whole thing. Jesus is not a genie in a bottle. Are you kidding me? No. The the difference is is when you live for him, oh, he shows his love on you. Come on, somebody. I would never trade a yacht to miss somebody's eternity. Because the yacht will pass away. But that person's soul will live on forever. Are you with me? And for you, if you're running on empty, you're in a good spot. I hope that you can know that today. Oh, you might have come in here regretting, wishing you weren't running on empty, wishing you had more to give. Maybe snarling at people next to you who require more of you all the time. But you came in here empty, an empty vessel. And God's pouring out his blessings on his empty vessels right now more blessing pouring out on these empty vessels. There's just something so good about finally being empty and then going, God, fill me up. Fill me up with your faith. Fill me up with your love. Fill me up with your way of seeing the world. Fill me up with your heart for people. Fill me up with your passion for life. Fill me up, Lord, with your dreams, with your aspirations. God, I lay my life down. You see, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, why is it to seem like that you're always trying to be in control? Control is an illusion. We figured that out, right? yet we still try. A virus turned our world upside down. Whether it was politically driven or not, doesn't matter. But something so small turned our world upside down. We had no control over that. Yet we try to control our lives. What a joke, huh? What a joke. We can't control our lives. What you can control is your praise. What you can control is your faithfulness. What you can control is your belief. You might not get to control whether or not you show up empty, but you get to control who you give praise to and who you give glory to. And God is the one who pours into each and every one of us. Can I tell you something? 
don't give me praise. I'm just a man. Don't give my family all the praise. They're just people. These leaders, they're all broken just like you, just like me. We're all people. And life is hard. But I'll tell you what, when you show up empty, God shows up in a big way. He'll show up and he'll show off through you. Because when you find joy in emptiness, then fulfillment is that much better. Are you with me? The fulfillment in Christ is so much better. If you're looking for circumstances to fulfill you, that's why you're always feeling empty. Mm. Is this a word for anybody this morning? It's a hard thing to take in, isn't it? My mic's still working. There it is. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that emptiness is sometimes a part of your purpose. Lord, I'll trust you in the emptiness and I'll trust you in the fullness. I'll trust you in the valley and I'll trust you on the mountaintop. I'll trust you when it's hard and I'll trust you when it's good. My fulfillment is found in you, not the things of this world that are empty when it all comes down to it. But you asked me to come empty, and you will fulfill me. Father, I pray that over our church, that we be willing to be empty, to let go of fear, to let go of doubt, to let go of cynicism, criticism, anger. God, to let go of all this stuff that we've allowed to fill up the nooks and crannies of our life, addictions, all these things that have just taken up space. Lord, we pour it out before your feet this morning. You took every one of those things on the cross and you paid the price for it. So God, we give it up to you right now. We ask, Lord, that you'd fill us with something else. Fill us with the fruit of the Spirit. With joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Lord, fill us up with your Spirit. Fill us up with something different. had some friends here today that were praying as they drove by a high school because they could feel the weight. You know what? I love the sensitivity of people to the Spirit. Because if, if depression and suicide, if those things are in control of your teenager's life and in control of your life, I want you to know that, that you don't have to carry that anymore. That stuff doesn't have to be a part of who you are. That God has something bigger for you. He has purpose for you. If you woke up this morning with breath in your lungs, then God woke you up with purpose for your life. My wife... uh, I don't know if it's like a distant cousin or what, uh, like a second cousin or something. She didn't really know her. But this, this family member, she's about 80 years old, and, uh, and she just passed away this week. And she passed away in the craziest way I could even imagine passing away. 
she had a blueberry pie. She made a blueberry pie, and she dropped it, and the filling was so hot that it burned her legs. And the stress of those burns, she died from. Is that crazy? Here's the thing. When, when your time's done, your time's done. But if God gave you breath, it's for a reason. Because her great-grandmother, oh my goodness, I think I told this story a couple weeks ago. Her great-grandmother was so much fun. I love that lady. I got to meet her one time. She was 98. And that lady still had purpose. She was quoting the Bible in English and in German at 98 years old sharing the gospel with her nurses and all the people around her. See, if God puts breath in your lungs, there's still purpose for your life. If you woke up, if you wake up tomorrow, you wake up today, you give him praise because he gave you breath. It means there's purpose. Amen? Who knows how each of us is going to pass? One day we will. But let it be on his terms, not our own. Amen? The reason that you're being attacked in your mind is because there's hundreds of people who need to hear your story. The enemy knows that if he can attack you and make you make you end it early, that people's lives will not be impacted by your story. That's what he's after. I know for some of you, you're like, whoa, this seems like the kind of deep stuff. The reason it's deep is because I have my own experiences in it. I know some people don't take me seriously, but I've been suicidal so many times, you guys. But I know that the reason that that get tormented in my mind for stuff like that is because there's purpose for my life to speak into somebody else. And if you're feeling that today, First off, I want you to know that you're not alone. There's not something wrong with you, okay? But second off, I want you to know that there's purpose for you. If I didn't say yes to Jesus, I wouldn't be standing here in front of hundreds of people week after week. I wouldn't be able to share the stories and experiences with him and see people's lives get changed. If the enemy were to win, and I gave in to his tauntings and his thoughts, which are not as high as God's thoughts. How many people would miss out? Here's the question. I don't think highly of myself, so don't, don't think I'm being arrogant. Please. I know there's purpose to my life. And I know there's purpose to your life. You're not alone. God has purpose for you. You need help writing a book? Maybe I'll do better at helping you write your book than writing my own. <laughs> Some of you know how long it's taken me to even start writing my own book. But you know what? God has purpose for your life. God has purpose for your life. Share your experiences, how God gets you through things, how you trust in Him, how you see Him move. My goodness. <sighs> Today barely went anything as planned. How much of my notes, guys, were not my notes today? Crazy, right? Probably like 60%. I know none of you know that, so it doesn't even matter, but I just feel like it's a, it's a special moment, a special moment with the Lord right now for you to know that you have purpose, to get past that old way of thinking 
to see the fullness that he has for you. If you're here this morning and you're running on empty in any way, whether it's financial or spiritual, physical, whatever it is, if you're running on empty in any way, I want you to come come forward to the altar here. We're going to watch God pour into you. So if that's you here today, go ahead. Everybody stand on your feet real quick. Stand on your feet. I know this is a special moment. I, I know it's a little different than normal. Sometimes I like when God just does something different. So as we sing this song, I want you to, to just, just come up. Come up here and go like, God, I am coming empty. Fill me up. like God's saying, are you ready for new wine? And if the answer is yes, and you didn't hear last week's message, you need to go back and listen to it. Because if your answer is yes, and you're saying, God, I want I want to be a new wineskin, I want to carry a new thing, then you have to be willing to be broken. You have to be willing to to have your old way of thinking be shredded apart. And what that requires is to lose what you currently have so you can have the fullness of what God has next for you. If you're here in person or you're watching online and you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. This is where the shift happens. This is where the change really happens. It's when you finally give up your old self and say, I can't do life. I can't do this thing by myself. I need you, God. And when you get to that point in your heart, in your spirit, is where God can reveal who you really are to you. 
So if that's you this morning, just raise your hand real high for me saying, hey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Way real high. I've got people, tall people in front of you probably. I want to make sure that I see you. Pray with you. And if that's you online too, whoever is watching, you know, if you're watching on our interactive site, you can click that little button that says, raise my hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, Put it in the comments. Let us know. Reach out to us at info at livingstones.tv. Let us know you gave your life to Jesus. We'll pray with you. We'll reach out to you. But if that's you this morning, it's a state of your heart saying, God, I need you. I can't do this by myself. Oh, Lord, I've tried. I've tried to do life, and it just hasn't worked, and I need you. If that's you right now, then this is your time. You're saying, Jesus... I need to be made brand new. I've been broken. I've brought junk. Lord, here's all my garbage. Help me to be made brand new. I give my life to you today. And I ask you to walk with me in my faith from this day forward. I commit my heart and my soul and my spirit to you, Jesus. And I renounce the devil and all the things of this world behind me. Thank you, God, for dying for me. And raising again on the third day, proving that you are God. And I give you everything from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Come on, come on. Lift up a shout for the Lord this morning. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Come on. <laughs> come on, let's give him so some praise. make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Want me to be. I came here with nothing, and all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Come on, come on. There's so much purpose right here. There's so much purpose right here. Leave that junk right here at the altar, you guys. Don't take any of that stuff with you. That shame, that distance, that fear, it goes right here. It gets left in the parking lot. We'll make sure and sweep it up after we're done. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, bring new wine. Where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom. Our kingdom is here. Come on. To carry your new fire today. Come on. Because where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom. Your kingdom is here. Lay down my Starting new fires in this place. Come on. Come on. Cause where there is new
fire, to carry your new fire. Empty that junk out. It's time to carry something new. Empty that stuff out. It's time to carry something new. Oh, it's time to carry something new, church. It's time to carry something new. I pray that we all show up empty. Show up empty so God can show off in his fulfillment in your life. Because there's new wine to be carried. There's new, there's new breakthroughs to be carried. This city that's not even a city yet in the name of Jesus, French Valley, this city is going to be an epicenter for what God wants to do in this area. Because there's new wine coming from heaven. There's new anointing coming from heaven. There's a new touch of God coming from heaven. There's new, there's new things that God wants to do right here and right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Because there are, there are pastors and leaders that are standing right here right now and you never thought about being a pastor. Oh, can I tell you about five, six years ago, I never thought I'd be a lead pastor of a church. Chelsea and I both looked at each other. We were in marketplace ministry. We, we wanted to go out and help people who wouldn't come into the four walls of a church. Never thought I'd be standing here in front of you now. And I think some of you are like, I don't know if I'm called to be a pastor. I don't know if I have that in me. And some of you, it's true. God's called you. That's why you're here. That's why you're here so you can see what it, if, if this idiot can do it, so can you. Amen. Come on. You can say amen to that. It's all right. You can come into agreement. It's all good. God can use a donkey to say his words. He can use Pastor Justin. He can use you. Amen. There's greater things are going to come out of this place. This is the smallest you're ever going to see this church. Look around. Get to know the people around you because these are the leaders around you right here that are going to help build this church to the next place. Because when there's thousands of people, you're still going to have to go look at each other and go, hey, remember? Remember when it's just a couple hundred? Remember? Remember when, when we all knew each other? Remember? Now there's hundreds of people that I leave myself just within our church. Are you ready? What's your name? Anthony? Come here, Anthony. What are you going through, man? You're fighting through some stuff, aren't you? You're a warrior, man. You were meant to fight. You're not meant to sit in the back row. You're not meant to sit in the back of things. God's called you to be out in the front, to be the spearhead for your family. Your family's counting on you, aren't they? They need something from you, and you're going like, I don't know if I have it. Father God, I just thank you for Anthony right now. Lord, I thank you for the call in his life. I thank you that he's a leader among men. And God, I just speak to those things that are holding him back. God, the stuff that's just messing with him, that's making him feel not worthy, that's making him feel not good enough. God, that's making him feel less than. God, I just speak to those, those things, whether it be addictions or, or mindsets or, or old thought processes. God, we just free them right now in the name of Jesus. We ask, God, that you set your warrior free. I believe that God has called you, Anthony. He's called you. You're here on purpose today, Anthony. It's not an accident that you are right here in this parking lot today. It's not an accident that you saw those signs and, and drove in here. It's not an accident. And so, Father God, I just pray over Anthony right now that you'd build a confidence in his spirit. Build a confidence that, that the next job offer he gets, that it's going to come through, things are going to come through, that that breakthrough is going to come through in only ways that you can. God, show off in his life. He came here empty, but he's going to leave here fulfilled. He's going to leave here with your fire. He's going to leave here with your goodness. And so, God, we 
give them to you this morning. Oh, this is a broken man. I can feel you, brother. I can feel you. I can feel you. I don't know you. I don't know you from Adam. I don't know you at all, but I feel kind of like, I remember what it felt like when I got laid off, I, when I, I was sitting on the couch and, and I was collecting unemployment and I felt like there was something wrong with me and there's something messed up about me. I'm not providing for my family the right way. I don't know you, so I don't know your story. You might have a really awesome job and an amazing business. I don't know, but I just believe that God's got something bigger for you. He's got a bigger breakthrough for you. Some of those old ideas you need to take off the shelf and bring back to the forefront. God's going to bless it, okay? Do what God tells you to do. Like if he whispers to you, it's a still small voice. The banging, that's usually the enemy or the world. Those, those loud voices that want to tell you you're worthless, that's usually the enemy of the world. Jesus speaks in a still small voice. So when he whispers to you and says, you got this, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. You're a good man. Oh, I know you can't even receive that. Can you? You're a good man. You need to know you're a good man. We all make mistakes. We're all jacked up. You're looking at a jacked up human being. You know that? Like, I, I stand on that just so everybody can see me in the back. I don't stand on that because I'm more important than anybody. I, I, I belong on my knees right here at the front too. Broken just like you, man. Just like you. God's got big things for both of us. You know that? Both of us. I ended early trying to make sure I had enough time and I'm still going over like normal. <sighs> this valley doesn't need another church. It doesn't need another church building. <sighs> There's a lot of great churches right here. What this valley needs is a move of God that touches every one of those churches. Will you join with me in prayer this week? Just praying for the churches in our valley. Praying for living stones, but, but even more than living stones, I want you to pray for Access Church. I want you to pray for all these churches all over the place. Awakening Church, Centerpoint Church. Pray for all these churches. Pray for, pray, pray for these guys right down the street. Come on, Rock Ridge Church and, and, and uh, Revival. I want you to pray for all of them. I don't care if you had a bad experience there. That's why you're here. That's fine, I don't care. But at the same time, I want you to pray for them because those, that place is reaching people. And I pray that they reach more people than less people. Amen? Amen? Because it's his church. I want his church to win. Our church is going to win because we're, we're in it with the Jesus. So our church is going to win, you guys. Oh, my goodness. We're going to touch so many people. There's going to be times where we don't have time to preach because we're baptizing 50 people in the middle of service. Are you with me? Oh, we're taking you, city. Oh, the name of Jesus, French Valley is coming to know Jesus. Amen. Because his saints are filled up and ready to go pour out today in the name of God. Amen. We love you. If you need prayer for anything, our leaders, my, my pastoral leaders, I would ask you to kind of stay up here. If you need prayer for something, just raise your hand or come up. These guys will pray for you. They'll, they'll spend some time and just pray a word over you, come into agreement with you. When two or more are gathered together, he is there in their midst. Amen. So if you need prayer for anything, if you're believing for something, stay right here and then come get prayer with our pastors. We love you. Have an incredible week. Love on your kids. No youth this week. Don't send them. 
we don't have any food for them or anything else, so they'll turn them away. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we love you. Have a great week.